film and television. Merely entertainment, right? No. There's so much more to film and television that changes our perspectives. And as a result, we can have different, either realistic expectations or non-realistic expectations about what life is really like. Whether it be horror that helps us develop a habit of turning every light on in the house or a comedy that helps us relieve tension in the saddest times of our life. I want to go in the Wayback Machine and find out exactly what movie helped shape you. I'm Oma Shadi, and welcome to the Between the Bannisters podcast. So, folks, I'm very, very excited um, that I finally gotten this lovely young lady to my podcast, um, to Between the Bannisters. So I'm very excited about this because we are talking about, this is our first musical, uh, that we're talking about and it is one of my personal favorites that I've seen on stage and screen and hands down it's one of the coolest musicals I've ever witnessed but before we get to that I want to tell you about this lovely individual that we're talking about today. So we are talking to Regine Caesar today and Regine is from a small town you've probably never heard of called New Orleans. Nothing ever happens there, no big things, very, very quiet. Um, she specializes in female-driven comedies and dramas as a screenwriter, and when she is not writing, she is playing video games, creating digital content, or tending to her garden. Oh, you're such a puddin. Hi, Reg. Hi. <laughs> Say hi to the kids. I have never sounded more cooler in my entire life. Thank I you, I do Mo. try. You're welcome. <laughs> try to spice everybody up and now nobody needs to be spiced up everybody that's been on here has been so so cool in their own right so I'm very very excited so I am so honored to be here thank you so much for inviting me oh my god of course tell the folks what we are talking about today there's no way you can like talk about Chicago without having like a stupid cheese out grin on your face like it's just that good we are talking about murder in the 90s yes it has all the razzle dazzle (gasps) it has lies it has deceit (gasps) it has ambition yes it's awesome (laughs) 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 i'm not making it any better like it's so fun like you can't trust people that say that they don't like chicago like how? I don't know. Are you you got to cut them out of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago's intense. It's a really, really intense show. And it's a really intense story. I mean, it's it's not nothing in Chicago. I mean, obviously, it's been, <laughs> for lack of a better term, it's been razzle-dazzled up for the musical <laughs> version of it. But I mean, this is legit. You can find court cases of women who literally got off murdering their husbands or their boyfriends or love triangles and this kind of stuff and this sensationalism was Mm -hmm. really at the peak of like old Hollywood and Mm -hmm. you know coming out of the stock market crash and all of this where everything was like glitzy and dramatic and we were going through a lot with you know the mafia and the mob and there was just so much craziness going on I think Chicago does that really well to capture it so why did you choose Chicago for your film well it was uh, when you asked me to do it I was like of course and then I was like well what should I do and um 
I was like, well, I should do something kind of serious. You know, I want to be taking like a serious guest. But I was like, you know what? It's the end of the year. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. And as you said, Chicago, actually, my mom is the reason that I actually love Chicago. Chicago came to me when I was young. I forget exactly like how young, but I want to say it's like late, maybe early teens or whatever. Okay. Maybe a little bit earlier. And she let me watch it. And I was like, okay. And the thing about it is I remember seeing a preview for it. And I was like, oh, it looks okay. But she put it on one day and I actually sat down and just watched it. And I remember very uh, clearly that the very first scene that I saw was the cell block tango. And I literally was like going through her room to like get something. And that scene was on. And I ended up just sitting down on the floor in front of her bed and watching the entire movie. Like, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> and, and and she always let me watch it. Like that was not like a, a movie that you let a child see, but shout out to my mom. She was just like, you want to watch it? Go ahead. She never was just like, turn that off. You know, she would sometimes <laughs> be like, pull up a chair with me like oh yeah let's watch that again together and I didn't realize until I was much older um how like like as you said early how intense of a storyline it is like once you actually kind of peel away like the glitz and the glamour of it like that was this movie is like super hardcore but they do it in such a way that it doesn't feel like um heavy-handed and trying to make you feel something or, you know, try to put you firmly on the side of something. It's, it's just it's just a straight story. Like, these are these women. This is what they've done. This is what they want to do. And they've, they're not stopping at anything to, you know, get what they want. So it's an awesome, awesome watch. Like, every time I watch it, it doesn't feel like it's, what, a two-hour movie? It doesn't feel like that at all. Mm -mm. It's just good. And I'm always just like mesmerized when I watch. Like that's a movie you don't get tired of. I I love it so much. <laughs> just your face is like, my God, I'm so full of love. Like you have to. That's like one of those things. Like you have to like watch it and then you watch it back again. And it's just like everything was just like so well done. Like that puppet master scene. Are you insane? Like yeah. that's brilliant. And how everything was like weaved and juxtaposed together so that you stayed with the story. Like, I think it's won Oscars. I'm pretty sure that it has everything that it's won, all the critical acclaim that it's gotten, it absolutely 1 million percent deserves, in my yeah, opinion. And I don't think that there is any kind of miscasting. Every no. individual is on no. the money. On the that money. Is it is one of those flawlessly casted films. And, you, and I say this because in the hands of other actors, these stories can get very grating, very preachy, mm -hmm. uh, and just flat out annoying in other like lesser actresses' hands. But you take an entire cast of world-class actors and you give them incredible material to work with and you end up with something like Chicago you know I think it, it played up to the strength of every actor it's not one of those I'd be like oh why is that person doing this like, uh, she was okay right. but so so somebody else could have done a better job like I never knew Renee Zellweger was um a singer <laughs> 
until Chicago. Right. I was also very young when that movie came out, and I wasn't completely like, uh, like super well versed in her like films. But I never thought of like mm, I don't think I I like her for that. But every time I see it, I always just think of Roxy Hart. Like that's who she is to me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the, her. She's done incredible work, but that's also like my base standards. Like mm, Roxy Hart. There's like I, there's no slander for Catherine Zeta Jones. No, oh my gosh. That was okay. She she laid that. I won't allow it. Like for that <laughs> for this movie alone, everything else that they have done is forgiven. I don't even care. It's just like people can pan it and say that they're not good or whatever or they fall in never, 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 never. I won't allow it. I won't accept it. That movie is the awesome pinnacle for them there will never they will never be canceled in my life for that film (laughs) i won't allow it (laughs) zero tolerance (laughs) don't take it we don't we don't allow chicago slander you gotta look within your own life and figure out where you're going (laughs) in your own life (laughs) so tell me how you feel that this movie shaped either the way you navigate life or what you try to bring to your your stories as a screenwriter? So um, <clears throat> I always try to have, not to be cliche, the, the, the female-driven characters who do things. Um, and they are, for lack of a better phrase, because I'm actually kind of tired of this word, but unapologetic about what they do. A lot of times I feel that films make it a point to be kind of preachy and they always try to make it seem like, yeah, she does these terrible things, but we still like her, right? Right? And I'm just like, okay, like, okay. But what I, what (laughs) this film has done for me is, is hmm, how to word this without being like weird. I've had a good foundation in knowing how you can write a strong female character and it not be something that you have to like explain, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like you have these women who have done terrible things and they are fine with this. There is no reason to explain things. It's also given me a love for having women in my scripts who are kind of murderous prone. I can kind of trace my through line of like people dying in my scripts probably back to this film. But I also love that each one of these women are in charge and actively moving their lives forward. Like they make very calculated decisions for themselves. They're not trying to be concerned about what somebody else thinks. It's, this is my career. In the case of Velma, this is what my this is what I've had. This is what I want back. And if it means that I gotta kick somebody else down to do it, I'm okay with that. Roxy's like, well, this is what I see. I think I'd be great at that. And if I gotta take down the old B-I-T-C-H to do so, I'm gonna do that. And it's fine, you know, and I think that film is actually more um realistic to me and and how people think and how motives happen and just the overall 
business of show business. I think a lot of people try to make it all nice and you know polite and thinking that everybody's standing shoulder to shoulder and that we're all looking out for each other when it's really not that you know most people really just come together out of convenience and uh present something very different but Chicago really gives you the real nitty-gritty of it um I think and it's just really it's just awesome I don't know you know especially when you look at it like in the, the scheme of things I watch today I'm always like okay I like it. I see where you're going, but it's just, it feels like we're still trying to be nice and still trying to apologize and still trying to rationalize what we do. And when it's just, this is what I want and it's my life and this is how I'm going to go about it. But the decision is mine and I own it. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. I mean, I can't agree with you more because it really is a really nice look at enjoying a woman's right choices as much as we can enjoy their wrong choices. Mm -hmm. And they, both of them in a point in time in history where women did not have a lot of singular agency in a lot of areas of (laughs) politics, life as a whole, status. It was very interesting to see how they kind of took charge of their own destiny by manipulating the world. And that's so daring. Like, they lose one of their cellmates hang. And they know that that is their fate for them. They're still just like, whatever, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. If I hang, I hang. But at least I go out sweet. Well, (laughs) lack of a better phrase. Uh, at least that I go out on my own terms. <laughs> you know, I said swinging. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> wop, wop. <laughs> no, but I'm picking up what you put down. But I think it was really nice to see that, though, to see these women really take charge of their lives by literally any means necessary. Yeah. And to know that other women were doing that, too. I mean, you kind of lead off with it in the line of like when all that jazz comes on when when Velma says near the end I'm no one's wife but I love my life exactly and that is you see exactly who she is from the very beginning Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that is really for that point in time it was you know, that was when, like, the whole, like, loose women thing was, was around, you know, you don't show ankles, or you don't do this, or you don't do that, and it was, there's a a whole set of standards, and the Emily Post Manners book came out, and Mm -hmm. it was all about following the rules, and you have two women who are breaking the rules in two different strains, it was really, really cool to see, and I love that you love writing murderesses, that's Oh, thank you. <laughs> part of you, Red. Red I've had some pretty like, decent murderers, y'all. So <laughs> check them out. I had to stop for a second because I was like, if I keep going like this, the FBI is going to knock on my door. So I need a comedy. <laughs> We've been going through your Google search, re- your Google just... search results, ma'am. Tell us a different story. <laughs> no, it, it got kind of deep, and I was just like, ooh, okay, comedy. <laughs> How to? <laughs> Like, I think I, like, thought about it one day and, like, Googled 
how to tell a joke. Like <laughs> everything is gonna clean up the here. mess. <laughs> oh, I'm screaming. How, how to replant a lemon tree? Like I wouldn't find like the most random things to Google. I was just like, these people. I hope they're not watching me, but <laughs> just throw them <laughs> off the trail. <laughs> I love it. No, I I absolutely love that. So if we're talking about these form because there's so many and especially with something that's a musical when you have like a lead in and it's a huge production number and mm-hmm. they did not skimp on any of that in this movie which oh. I absolutely love yes can you give me your top three scenes that you absolutely adore oh oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can have five I mean it's really your parade right now if you want to I feel like this talk, is you know if I had a children, this would be like me picking my favorite child. However, um, I love the Roxy Hart number. There was, oh, the puppet one with uh, Richard Gere and Renee Zellweger. Mm. I don't understand how that doesn't make anybody's like brilliant mastery film discussion. I really don't. Super cool. Uh, oh, so cool. So cool. Cellbox Tangle, of course, changed my life. Honestly, I was like, wow. I don't want to be y'all, but wow, what a great, great production. Because <laughs> um, like, honestly, I thought, no, and I'm not even going to like play with you on this one. I honestly thought that maybe, just maybe, that since Chicago was a popular film, that maybe prisons were kind of like having their own cell block tango talent show. Please don't ask me why. I, I just, whatever. Were you um, silently hoping they were and that you might be able to attend one or? <laughs> I honestly don't know what the hell I was thinking. Cause I'm just like, oh, Regine, like they get back on. I was like, what the hell kind of <laughs> I have You know, that's just the you know, childhood foolishness. <laughs> just Googling nearest women's prison, New Orleans. <laughs> right. You know, like they are like, do y'all like do these kinds of things? Like, are y'all filming this? Like, this is kind of cool. I this is how you know you knew nothing about life, but you were just like, wow, so is this what they do too? No. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like so much fun. Uh, what am I on? Three? You are uh, on three. Mama Morton's uh, song, awesome, because I think anytime that Queen Latifah is on the screen, the world just shines brighter, period. And she and- is a very good standard <laughs> singer. Like She has a very, very great tone to her voice. You know, I think Queen Latifah is so slept on. I think people know, like, her resume, but it doesn't really click how well, like, rounded and how, like, her talent is just amazing. Like, she can do anything, and she's good at it. Like, it's not even like a, eh, it was okay. It was just like, damn, Queen Latifah did that, because that's what she does. Like, she is always correct like from her image to her lyrics to the talent like Queen Latifah does not miss and I really feel like people don't acknowledge that enough yes sleeping on Dana no half stepping with her let's not do that anymore you know um and of course all that jazz because it just does such an incredibly good job of just introducing all the major players involved I think it did a great job in doing the heavy lifting of maybe 10 or 15 pages of a screenplay and putting in like five minutes worth of yeah work. yeah it really took the exposition down because you have 
this mousy, you know, Roxy starts off very mousy and looking up to Velma. Mm -hmm. um, and then you see, you know, the flip side at, at the end of that, you see how the roles have reversed. Yes. And yes. that's a really cool way to kind of bookend it. So good choices. Good choices, Reg. I like oh, those. thank you. Thank you. And I mean, I love that honorable mention is the very last scene where Velma and Roxy are like together, but just like, eh, it's kind of like fancy. I mean, I like it, but not as much as the other ones, mm -hmm. but we appreciate it. And it's funny because you, you look at that and it's like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, aren't they totally funny? They got like get away with murder. They're so great. <laughs> I know. I know. Just like, yay, they got away with murder. Like, can we send a picture to your fan? Like, can we get your autograph? Like, that's the crazy. You know, when you really think about it, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, they really, like, like conspired to get away with murder, got away with murder, and they're off in the sunset, like, dancing and twirling on stage. Like, iconic, <laughs> truly. I know. Giants. Giants <laughs> of their craft. Name a better murder case <laughs> resolution. Brilliant. It's just like... Wow. You know what I like about that? I like that they actually, not saying that people should get away with murder, but I like that it still showed that these women were so daring and, and adamant about taking control of their own lives and getting out regardless, and that they actually do get out and they both get what they want. I like that from a standpoint because I feel like in the, like now they will probably be like, well, one goes on and one is poor, like one goes on and the other moves away or something like that. Like it's always a trade-off. Somebody gets something or somebody doesn't, or they both go to prison or something like that. But we ended up with an actual like an actual happy ending. And I think not for the sense of, hey, you too can get away with murder, but it's like if you bet on yourself and you always bet on yourself, you can get exactly what you want. may not be exactly how you think you're going to get there, but as long as you bet on yourself, you'll get what you want. Yeah. I think that's the overall overarching theme that I think a lot of women would resonate with and can relate to today. It's a film that's also held up very, very well, mm -hmm. I think, thematically in that regard. And I think the messaging for that is so sound, especially something like Cell Black Tango, in an era where women were very seldom believed. And even if things were true, men carried much more weight and much more value. So to see them. <laughs> and literally like that's that's the refrain that he had it coming is that they were definitely taking charge of their own their own destiny and making changes for themselves and sometimes it was in a fury sometimes it was calculated but they all had a different story um I was like that one when she's like he fell on my knife nine times you know, I was just about to bring him that her up exactly because it's just like I understood like these women had were like justified like why were you sitting here popping gum in the middle of the night like loudly that's annoying why would you come into my house talking about some I'm screwing the milkman like you were running to my knife ten times too like why are you doing this <laughs> so I just feel like each and every last one of these women were completely justified and for all. <laughs> 
for all the women who've had to just defend themselves that way, I stand with you. <laughs> like, okay. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I mean, I'm not saying that you're right, but I understand. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the fury. I'm <laughs> ready <laughs> <laughs> the best of all of this podcast. God damn it. Be <laughs> <laughs> up the creek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like rain it in, rain it in. So tell me if there's, because it is such a good movie that's very well executed. Is there any place in this movie where you feel they could have done something differently or you looked at it and you're like, well, eh, I wish they, I wish they didn't do that. No. Nope. <laughs> she says, nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. This is one where it's all very tightly done. Like, I appreciate the films that give me exactly what I need and don't need anything else. Like, as you said earlier, like, the mafia was a huge thing. This would have been a completely different movie had they kind of dropped in, like, the mafia and the stock market crash and all this. We didn't need to know that. You know, Mm -hmm. they kept it just to these women. They kept it just to try to get Roxy off. They kept it just to uh, Velma scraping for her life and fighting for her life, you know, to get back to where she was and not hang in the process. Um, And that's all that we needed. Like, it didn't need any other outside forces. Like, there was enough tension. The pacing was amazing. Uh, I think every character served the purpose of the story as intended, and there was nothing more, nothing less that could have been done or should have been done like this is 10 out of 10 a flawless film great answer i love it I feel like Thank you. <laughs> so i always ask these questions to wrap up from all my guests and I, I love the way people have such a personal opinion on the films that they love and the tvs that tv shows that they love so i always ask what, if anything, in your opinion, do you feel that this movie was trying to say? You too can get away with murder if you just try. <laughs> that the, every girl needs a Billy Flynn in their corner is the is the takeaway. I'm kidding, kinda, but <laughs> I'm taking back to what I said earlier. It's you always have to bet on yourself. Um, as we kind of touched on earlier, like these are like the worst circumstances that you ever want to be in. Like Velma is in prison because she, they're in prison of their own makings, but the way that they're there is just like, yikes, what do you do? Because you walk into prison nine times out of 10, you're probably not going to walk out. So for them, again, to be as audacious and so steadfast in saying, I'm not going to rot in Cook County jail, anybody's jail for this, because they still feel that they're very much right in that, okay? And they have such a strong belief that they can overcome what is that they're in. I mean, they've got their own lawyers. I mean, there's the legal part that they've taken care of, but they are ready to fight for what they want and I think that the overall thing that the 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 message that the film was trying to get across and I think that they did it very well is that you gotta bet on yourself always you might have somebody with you to do it you might get some help it might you know take a while to get to where you want it to be but you always gotta bet on yourself keep your dreams alive and bet on yourself there we go there we go. Oh. That's it. 
I wish you could see her little face right now. She's like, mm -hmm. that's it. That's a wrap. Yep. No more yep. questions, yep. please. <laughs> like perseverance, you know? Oh, yeah. You have you to. Guys and I think that's what's so, what's so nice about um, when you're talking about betting on yourself, that's been like the whole, I call it the TikTok generation's new spirituality. Like everyone's trying to manifest like, Oh, me stuff, me time, self-care, blah, Oh, blah, my blah. God, it's 444. I'm going to marry somebody. Uh, okay, good luck. <laughs> it's That's 525. I'm going to find $500 on the floor. Not that we hate it, but, you know, it, at some point, you know, you got to have the vision and you got to meet, the, you know, the manifestation halfway, you know. That's right. Like, Ew, since you brought that up, that's an excellent good point, too. It's just like. They knew that they wanted to be free. They knew that they wanted to get back to their careers and having a career. So they put that out into the universe and they chased it. You know, you chase it all the way down until the universe like, all right, here, damn, take it. Like, <laughs> Leave me alone. I love it. Can you describe this movie or explain this movie to someone who has no idea what this musical even means, has never seen a trailer, has never seen nothing? Can you describe this movie or this musical in three sentences? This is a story about two women who unwittingly become friends and business partners, I guess, um, is business partners as they go on a journey of redemption after a rightful vengeance thrusted upon them. Describe this movie horribly. That's what I should have been. <laughs> It was there and I kind of lost it. Crap. Yes, this is a story about two women who unwittingly become friends and business partners after seeking revenge on jilted lovers who cause them to be imprisoned and they are doing everything they can to not be in prison. I like. Okay. <laughs> Your face is like, I'm not happy with that one. <laughs> I mean, it's giving, it's giving a strong B minus. <laughs> As somebody who has to practice log lines all day, this is giving me a strong B minus. That's okay. all right. You know what? We're not, we can't shine all the time. We can't shine all the time. I will mention there are guns, there's jazz, there's booze everywhere. Yes. Get into it. Get involved. Enjoy everywhere nowadays. No, this was great. I love, well, I absolutely love this movie. I have the soundtrack. Yes, I have the soundtrack and my, I, my Apple music. I had the entire soundtrack on my iPod when that was still a thing. It was definitely like one of the top 100 tracks played. Like the whole thing was just amazing. You know that uh, iPods are coming back because uh, kids are taking their parents and calling it vintage Apple products. Do not <laughs> lie to me. Please I'm not. Me. Look it up. Because, no, Mo, I'm so serious. Like every day I just wish I had my iPod because I've had like I've transferred some music to my phone just for the sake of just having something while I work. And I'm like, oh my God, I miss my iPod because my iTunes has like all my best music, but I can't put it all on my phone because I would not have a phone. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I miss my iPod so much, but oh my God, are they coming back? You know what, Gen Z? Thank you. <laughs> Please keep applying pressure to Apple to bring them all back in all the really fun, funky colors. I will honest, I will happily drop another 300 for an iPod, period. I'm so serious. <laughs> if Ella had the, the big fat one, the really, really big one. And then Mine was white. 
I had the Nano and I had a Shuffle. I had the big fat, like, I forget which one it was called. I had the huge fat one that you could actually, like, beat somebody with. And they would, like, yep. be on the couch. Yes. I had that one, adored it. And then I got, um, I had another one. I had kind of, like, it died or something like that. And so they replaced it with another one. So my last one was a little, like, a nano, a silver one. <laughs> do you have it with you? I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no now, please that forgive me. That thing is busted, Red. That thing no. This is how I, 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 like, I use it so much. Like, I had to, it was a point where, like, the button stopped working because I was, like, always <laughs> using it. And I was, like, always trying to figure out a way how to fix it and such. And so, finally, it just gave out. Like, this thing, yeah, it, it looks, it looks mess, like it has. It is so well loved. It is so well missed. This thing has come Hanging out of the nano with the spring, like, boring. Right, you know? Like, this is the button, and I was, like, always trying to, like, turn on. Like, oh, this thing has gone. We have been together. Like, this has been, like, if I, this was a man, this would be, like, the longest relationship I've ever had. Oh, you know what? I love love that thing. So, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll come back. They'll come back. And because I hope they come I, like, more like a rose gold. I would love that. Oh my god, he wanted that one. Not <sighs> get it. Did not get it. But yes, I saw. I saw it on TikTok. They called it a vintage Apple product, and they were they had like eight cords attached to it to get their music from their new phone onto the Nano, and they were able to do it. So they should have just called me. I still have my cords. I have like five different cords. There you <laughs> like, go. Children, call me. <laughs> we're gonna make it work. Trend setting. Make it work. So, Reg, can the kids find you on Twitter and at penned by Regine, R E G I N E E, and Instagram at Regine Caesar, right? 99.9% of the time. So, please feel free to hit me up. Probably be trying to make my way there more often. And if you so feel inclined, I am also on TikTok, like literally fumbling my way through that. If you would like to see it, um, it is also pinned by Reg on TikTok. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Reg, I'm so glad you are here today. I am so glad to have been here and spending like our time talking about like such an awesome movie. Like I couldn't have discussed this with a better person, honestly. Oh, I just realized I have had my camera off the entire time we're zooming. <laughs> I was like, wait, why can't I myself reg looks adorable by the way and i have zero eyebrows on and oh I look thank like, you i look like i i don't know you look amazing it's christmas week you look amazing for christmas i week. don't know i look no i'm gonna take this when i was thinking let's it's do not, it it's not about like you but it was something when i was here about no eyebrows i think about this one particular actor who was like super well-known and popular who does not have eyebrows it's the funniest thing but is that Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> she no. no 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 but I always forget that Whoopi doesn't have eyebrows yeah she's got no body hair anywhere she says she has some kind of some kind of fang awesome <laughs> I can't elaborate on it I don't really know <laughs> mm. okay it's like Pazuzu um anywho I'm grateful I'm very grateful that you came on a great movie and i'm psyched i'm psyched to share it with the folks i am so excited to hear it i'm like yay! really happy that you asked me to do this i was like yay i gotta do a podcast 
podcast with love is gonna be cool yeah it's been a lot of fun i've been really grateful to everyone that's been able to come on and it's been it's been a good year with it so yay, yay. congrats thanks to many more episodes oh i know i'm hoping <laughs> i think give a shit together all right all right, Reggie, thank you so much for being here. And folks, we will see you next week. Toodles.